Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff, really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail so that way you can say, does this apply to me and how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Ranky. Today we got a good update for you. Two big things on student loans, even bigger news when it comes to the economy and the stock market and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, before I jump into it, again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to it so that way you're notified when new episodes come out. Share it with your friends. It helps us. It helps them. It helps everybody. Go ahead and do that. And if you need help with your financials, Check out our new financial planning technology encompasses all, all the things that we always talk about. Student loans, mortgages, um, investments, what you should be doing with your paycheck, all that type of stuff. So check it out when you get a chance. Fitbucks.com, sign up. Let's get going on with the podcast. Uh, first, uh, because m- most people in this uh, that listen to this podcast have student loans, so I'm going to start there. Um, two big items, and I put this big items in quote because... The media, these items came out over the last like week and the media was putting them all over there like big, big changes. And they are big changes, but the effect of them is, is very minimal. So they're big, but not that big. Okay. Now, what do they have to deal with? Uh, first, they have to deal with uh, the 10K in loan forgiveness. And then they also have to deal with new uh, regulations that just came out. Okay. The regulations have a little bit more impact. Again, they say it's big news, not really big news. I shouldn't say not really big news, but doesn't really move the ball one way or the other. And you'll see what I mean by that. 10K loan forgiveness. You guys know from our last um, update that a court temporarily suspended um, the whole 10K in student loan forgiveness. That's old news. The big news that just came out yesterday is that a court actually ruled to stop it permanently so as of right now it's a no-go period okay now i I say this is not big news because we kind of all saw this coming one way or another and one way or another it was going to go to the supreme court the only question is is when does it go to the supreme court like if it gets dragged out that means for you i don't think student loans will restart january 1st just because it's going to get dragged out we don't have an answer but even if the Supreme Court somehow puts it on the docket and rules in it, say, by mid-December, and we know it's not going to happen, I still think student loans are going to get pushed out, probably till July of next year. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I think if that's the case, Biden's going to go back to the drawing board and try to change some other things around, and he's going to push out the, the date as long as he can. And then from there, I say July 1st, uh, because that's when a lot of these other things, like these new IDR plans and stuff, are supposed to be being rolled out. Now, will it happen? Will repayments start before July 1st? Maybe. Um, It looks like, as of right now, this isn't final, but it looks like the Republicans will be winning the House of Representatives, maybe even the Senate. We don't know yet. The House of Representatives is the big one because 
the House can basically place a lawsuit and try to go after Biden as well to, to tell the Supreme Court, hey, the pandemic's over, restart repayment. And that's how all these things, um, such as no more masks on planes and all that type of stuff, that's how all that happened is they took it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, yeah, this is, or not the Supreme Court, but just federal courts in general. They said, yeah, this is, this is over. Okay. So yeah, maybe you can start below before July 1st. We'll see. I, I personally don't think it's going to be January 1st. However, with that said, like I've said in the, in the last updates, plan as though it's going to happen. And you should be planning anyways with your entire financial plan. As I, as I mentioned when we first came on to the podcast, if you need help with that plan, use our new technology. It's awesome. It's why we built it is to help you guys. So that way you can build financial plans in an efficient manner and in a cost efficient manner. So it doesn't cost you like $3,000 to build a financial plan, right? So you still want to go out and still make a plan. But that's the first piece of student loan news. Second piece of student loan news. Uh, this is more for people that are in school. Um, and it does affect some people that uh, have already graduated. But again, these impacts are very minimal. Um, the big news is that when you are in school and you're being charged interest, the interest accrues on your loans. The way things work right now is when you come out of your grace period, which is six months after graduations, uh, your interest is then capitalized. And what that term means is that it gets added on to your loan balance. And since it's added on to your loan balance, it's then charged interest. So basically your interest is charged interest on top of interest. And that's one of the ways that you end up owing more. That capitalization is no longer going to happen. So you'll still owe the interest. It's just that you're not going to be charged additional interest in it. Now, for those of you that are paying off your loans, this will save you some money in the future. Um, the reason why I say it's not gigantic big news is because it's like, great, I owe 150 grand. Maybe this saves me 2000, which, you know, saving money always, I'm, I'm not going to be against that, but this isn't something that's going to move the needle. Like I saw one media outlet be like, you know, the Biden administration is changing student loans, regulations, like the panacea of the answer is here, basically, is what they're saying. This isn't the answer. Okay, this doesn't reform the student loan system, like they said in this article that I read. Like, it doesn't do any of that. Um, in fact, it doesn't address the, the number one issue, the affordability of higher education. It doesn't do it whatsoever. So, again, th this has a minimal impact on people paying off their loans. For those of you that are going on income during repayment plans, basically has no impact because you're getting loans forgiven. So, it's like, who cares what the interest accrues to or grows to because your loans are forgiven. It will save you a little bit because the tax bill at the end of it is going to be a little bit lower. But again, it's nothing. It's pennies on the dollar that it's going to save you. So nothing massive there. It also helps people like if you're on forbearance for whatever reason, like you can't make a payment, that that interest does not compound or does not capitalize once you enter repayment again. Or maybe if you switch from pays, you earn to repay. It doesn't capitalize. But again, that doesn't really affect very many people. And those that are on forbearance, for example, or, or on pay as you earn, like I said earlier, you're getting your loans forgiven probably because you're on an income during repayment plan. So very minimal. I, I, it is a big deal, but it's not the big deal. Like if you read a lot of different articles out there, again, in, in quote unquote mainstream media, like I, I, again, another headline was like, the Biden administration reforms the student loan uh, system. It's like this isn't reforming anything like this is making a very minimal change on the fringe of what can actually help people. So 
not a big de deal there. The other one is that they expanded uh, student loan forgiveness. Again, for most of you, this does not apply at all. It really expands the borrower defense uh, to repayment program. And what this is, is basically a program that forgives loans from, from borrowers that were defrauded by their schools. Um, it's an extension of what President Obama put out there. And I will say the same thing I said back then. Um, it only goes after like schools like ITT Tech, like private schools that basically the government doesn't want in business. It doesn't go after anybody that's been misled or defrauded by the schools they like. Like literally the Department of Education comes out with a list of schools and says these are the schools that can that if you went to you can qualify for. So your your bigger name universities, none of them are on there. Okay, actually just universities in general are not on there. And so it's really just, to my opinion, it's a big nothing burger. Again, for most of you that went to universities, this doesn't even apply to you at all. Like, yeah, if you went to some schools like ITT Tech and whatnot, which I know a lot of people that graduated, and this is a problem with these, these programs. I know a lot of people that graduated from there. In fact, I'm, we're interviewing uh, an engineer that graduated from there like 10 years ago. And the guy's going to be making well over six figures. It's like, he doesn't need to have his loans forgiven. He, they did everything they said they were going to do. But this stuff does like a blanket thing for the entire school. It's it's a mess. Anyways, not a big deal for most of you guys. So if I've gotten a lot of questions this week about these things, like, hey, I heard like this student loan system has been reformed. It's like, no, it hasn't been reformed. These are some of the marginal things that they came out with. So those are the, the student loan updates. Uh, investment news. Um I have in my notes, S&P 500 is still a shit show. Um, it's been a shit show all year, and it's going to continue to be that way. <laughs> um, despite what you may have heard, like, you know, this is more economics than anything, than investments. But again, all this data and stuff feeds into investments. And numbers just keep getting worse. Like, everybody's like, oh, like, you know, um, things are good. It's like, no, it's not. Um, it's not good at all. Um, inflation is still out of control. I mean, like I keep saying next year, like we might drop inflation down to like 4% and they're going to be like, woohoo, we're getting better. It's like, no, it's still really high. Like this is ridiculous. People still can't afford anything. Okay. A, a few weeks ago, I had mentioned, for example, that credit card debt is at its highest level ever, including higher than when during COVID. So again, I'll repeat what I said a few weeks ago. Think about this. Okay. During COVID, you literally could not go to work. And so for many people, they weren't collecting a paycheck. So they were using credit cards just to buy food. Credit card debt is was lower then than it is now, meaning inflation has, has gotten people to a point where they can't even afford groceries or that. They're using credit cards to buy them. And some of these pay now or buy now, pay later loan schemes that are now out there. That's what people are using. It's high, the highest it's ever been, more than covid when the economy was shut down more than the the housing crisis, that's not a good like sign. Now here's the other one. This is a new number that just came out. The what's called PMI. This is a manufacturing index that a lot of people on Wall Street use to help gauge the economy. Okay, we're at or near, depending on what month you look at, where we were at at the beginning of COVID. This basically means. Okay, think about this. People could not go to work. Manufacturing was basically shut down. Supply chains were just destroyed because certain countries were shut down. Certain ones weren't. 
It was a mess at the beginning of COVID. It still is a mess, but it was a mess at the beginning of COVID. And literally manufacturing had stopped. Oh, like basically almost stopped. Okay. We're at those same levels as then. So the economy is supposed to be moving and everything's supposed to be great. That manufacturing index is at the same level as where it was when the economy was shut down. That is, in my opinion, amazing. Like, how could that happen? That is not a good sign for what's going on in the economy. Not to mention, by the way, GDP has been uh, negative for two consecutive quarters, which is a technical recession. Okay. So again, how does this affect investments? It's the same thing that I've been saying. You can't really time the market and you guys are going into managing your money. You're not investors. You're trying to manage your money. Dollar cost averaging into your retirement accounts. There's plenty of studies that show that it works. Keep doing that. There's going to be a lot of rocky roads ahead, but that's why I also am really emphasizing you know, go on to Fitbooks, use our new technology and build the plan. So that way you don't have to, you know, get all feared. Part of that new technology will actually tell you what your ability to take risk is with your investments. It's part of our new hybrid robo-advisor. We can even do the investment for you. Like if you have a 401k rollover or an IRA, we can actually do that and match the investments to your ability to take risk. Okay. Long story short though, manage your money, keep dollar cost averaging, Maybe you move some things around to make it more conservative. Maybe you reduce how much you're investing every month or every week or whatever it is. But don't completely stop and don't necessarily panic and just sell everything. That's also not good to do. Okay. So it, 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 investments, as you guys know, my background's in investments. So when I look at some of this stuff, it just, it's shaking my head and it has a possibility of getting real ugly here in the next coming few months. Okay. So last topic that we always talk about housing. Nothing really new there. Uh, mortgage rates are still up around 7%. Home affordability still sucks. It's at a 40-year low. Um, I keep saying I think uh, real estate will continue to drop. Uh, those of you that haven't heard and that have known us for like student loans in the past and how we used to help people with student loans and refinancing and all that stuff, we also do that with mortgages now. We have two mortgage uh, lending partners, Neo Home Loans and Movement Mortgage. So check them out if you need help. If you're thinking about buying a house, we have new technologies on the platform that would tell you how much you can afford and if you should be renting versus buying. We're actually rolling out a brand new technology this week. It will even tell you, should you be buying a house now or based on your financial plan, should you be waiting two or three years or four years or five years while you accomplish other parts of your financial plan and then buy a house later. So again, rolling out a whole bunch of new pieces on the technology. So I'm I'm excited. Oh, you guys can't see me because it's a podcast, but I've got a smile from ear to ear because we've been working a lot of a lot of things the last two years, and a lot of them are starting to roll out. So, uh, but that's the podcast. As always, if you guys have questions, let us know. Like I said, subscribe, get notifications for updates. If you have questions, let us know. We'll be talking to you soon.